When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. on a Wednesday around New Zealand and Australia on the SENZ app or SEN app, uh, 0800 150811 or uh, the Timber Bedpost text line 8833. The Day of Reckoning in Riyadh, December 23. It is a stacked, stacked card. There's a co-main event, Anthony Joshua Otto Wallen against, and then Wilder Parker, but Wilder Parker, you could probably consider being the undercard because it's the second to last fight of the night. And then there are other fights I'll go through, but I really want to know what uh, Stephen Mulhausen from DAZN, contributing writer to DAZN, thinks about these top two fights. Uh, hello to you, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. Oh, what? I know it's a big fight week when I, when I get on the big show here. <laughs> we'll take that any day of the week, mate. Look, let's just break the, the two main event fights down. Joshua, I'm not, I'm not convinced by Joshua, but what does Otto Wallen have that could he, get, could he upset Joshua at all? 100%. And if you just watch the Tyson Fury fight, I think that's all he really needs to do. He fights like that. He doesn't have the biggest power in the world. Let's not be mistaken. He's not going to go win there. And I, he's, he doesn't have the power to knock out Anthony Joshua. But what he does have is very, very good boxing skills. And that gave Tyson Fury a lot of trouble. And I think if you're going to beat Anthony Joshua, you have to finesse him. Can he land the shot? Sure. But if you, the best recipe for success for Otto Wallen is just be himself. Don't get caught up in the moment. This is a bigger moment. They're facing Tyson Fury. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more people in the crowd than, than there was. And there's a lot of pressure in this fight. There's a lot of expectation. If Joshua and Wilder do their thing and do what everyone is expecting them to do, maybe they're going to fight in the next in the beginning of 2024. So there's a lot riding on this for Otto Wallen. Yeah, I, I look at Joshua and I look at a, I look at a, a fighter that looks like seemed to be continuing fighting mental demons of expectation. And and does he and is he got is his draw tough enough? Say that one more time. I get the impression that Joshua is the type of fighter that's constantly fighting mental demons since he hasn't you know he had this amazing rise to to uh, of success and started and then sort of fell away. And I wonder whether he struggles with pressure a lot of the time. Fantastic question, and you're 100% right. I've, I've spent time with AJ, and he's a people pleaser. He wants to put on, he carries the weight of the country, of England, on his shoulders. When he fought in America, he carried the weight of the United States on his shoulders against Andrew Ruiz. In a fight he really didn't have to take, and, you know, a lot of guys would not have taken that high caliber of fight on such short notice. 
And he, and that's been the issue with him. And you've seen what happened in the Ruiz fight. And then you've seen what's happened since then. And he's, that, that loss really ruined him. And then you look at the fights with Usyk, and those are really losses not to be ashamed of. If you're losing to the best heavyweight in the world and arguably pound for pound the best fighter on the planet, and especially the second fight was extremely close, that's enough, That's something to hang your head on, the fact you hung with him. Because I think Usyk handles Fury, and I think he handles him quite easily. And you got to give AJ credit for that, but I think he just he's finally, I think, in a great mental space because now he just doesn't care. Now he's in that mode of, like, now he knows what he needs to do. You look at the Jermaine Franklin fight. You look at the Robert Hellenius fight. It, it seems the, the mojo is back. <laughs> and now there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It feels like it's back. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's fighting all of world boxing. If Deontay Wilder does his job, all AJ's got to do is do his job. We get the fight that people want to see. The mental demons, yes, is he overcome them? I think we find out 100% on Saturday. Stephen, when you were describing what Otto Wallen had to do to Anthony Joshua, I actually thought you were talking about Joseph Park and what he had to do to Deontay Wilder and just finesse him and stay out of that big right, the, uh, get out of the way of that big right that Wilder possesses because you get the impression Parker doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the power to uh, knock out Wilder. He's going to have to go the distance. I agree 100%. There's only, I think there's one path for Joseph Parker, and that is, and that is the route that he's used to get him to this point. Uses boxing. You know, he is the, he, if you look at just boxing skills between both guys, Joseph Parker's the better fighter, but Deontay Wilder has the big equalizer. He's got the, de- the detonating right hand, <laughs> and that's what Joseph Parker's going to have to stay away from. If Joseph Parker can do what Tyson Fury did, and that's where I think Joseph Parker has a better chance than one that a lot of people are giving him. He's worked with Tyson Fury. I'm, Tyson Fury's probably been a really big factor in this training camp for him. They're both training at the same time, so he's able to give Parker something different. For, give Parker almost basically the same thing than what he did in the Wilder fight. The Wilder fight. And what do we know about Wilder's chin? Maybe Parker catches him. Robert Hellenius didn't even come even close to hitting Deontay Wilder. Joseph Parker is going to hit him. I think we're going to find out a lot about Deontay Wilder's chin. We're going to find out a lot about his mental fortitude. He's only fought less than a round in the last two-plus years after that rock'em, sock'em robots when he got knocked down four times against Tyson Fury in October of 2021. So we still don't know much about Deontay Wilder. Joseph Parker has a better chance to win than people are giving him. He can win a boxing match, but what happens if he does clip Wilder? Does Parker, does Wilder stand there or does he crumble? Is that chin gone? We find out a lot about Deontay Wilder on Saturday, but if you have some money, I would lean, I would lean a little, I put a little bit of money on Joseph Parker. Wow. Okay. I, I just wonder how Parker approaches this one. I mean, he said openly that Tyson Fury has told him stay away from the right, and he's going. He's going as to use your words, uh, finesse him. But I, I've seen him up close, and you've probably seen him up close as well. But when Joseph Parker can play the body game, it's it's deadly. And I just wonder whether he tries to get in close and and takes away that advantage that Wilder has and doesn't lock up the right, but doesn't give him that opportunity. I agree. I think, I think we find, I think it'll take a couple rounds if to really get a good gauge on it to see if he does try to get in. I don't think he's going to try for like a round or two. I think he tries just to get a feel, but 
if he goes in there and he has some success, I can see Joseph Parker making that a point because he's been using that that jab to the body, and that's been very effective. So I want to see if he does try that, just considering Deontay's power. This game, this fight, this both main events, and they're both main events. Let's just be yes, Joshua Wilder, Joshua Wallings going on last, but Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker is a main event anywhere in the world. We got two fantastic main events. So, but. Joseph Parker has a good chance. If he goes with that jab to the body and finds success, I think that's going to be a thing we really got to watch as the fight goes on. <clears throat> there, there is part of the build-up that makes me just giggle, and I wonder whether you just think it's showboating and part of the circus, but uh, Deontay Wilder going off to his Costa Rican uh, psyche, psychedelic drug repeat and now says he's happy and in a better space. It's, I think the product is it's a natural product, apparently, called uh, ayahuasca. Uh, is, this just, is this just showboating? He's in a good place mentally. From, from people I've talked to around him, he's in such a good headspace. And, that, and that, having that time off, he needed it. You look at the wars he had with Tyson Fury, especially that third fight. And I was there with, I was 20 feet away watching one, to me, the greatest heavyweight fight in boxing history. And he, that's a, that took a mental, that was like a mental toll on anybody. I don't care who it is. But just think about being the one in there and going through that. You know, Tyson came back fairly quick. Tyson, I think he came back within like, I think it was seven or eight months. It was something around that nature. But you look at the mental fortitude of Deontay Wilder, and he is in a very good place now. He needed that time to breathe. He needed that time to relax. Took a year off, came back, go to a nice, easy win, get get the mojo back, start feeling good about himself again. And now... Politics played a part in him being out for a while, but now you're, he's looking at where he's going to get a good stretch here of fights, and he's in a great place from what I've been told. He's looking, being talking to our team that's on the ground in Saudi. He say he's in a good place as well. So everything you're seeing and everything he's saying from what we, I've been told is 100% right. This is Mornings with Smithy, Stephen McIver, and here we've got about another 15 minutes before we have to head to the cricket. We're talking to uh, Stephen Mulhausen, who's a contributing writer for DAZN, which is where the, the fight will be worldwide. Before I get onto a couple of the undercard fights, which I didn't warn you about, but I'm going to throw Jay Opatire and Junior Farron there. Can you just oh, from, yeah? Can you just explain one thing for me? When you look at the most ungainly heavyweight that's about ten foot tall, what is it that makes Tyson Fury arguably one of the greatest heavyweights we have seen? Nimble footwork. Footwork is second to none. Wow. You should not be six foot nine. Way just depending on the fight between 270, <laughs> yeah. 260 to 200, and we'll go 285. Just we'll, we'll be nice. I've been I've been around Big Tyson for a few fights, and the weight does fluctuate just a little bit. But his footwork, his discipline inside the ring, okay. sticking to a plan, listening to his trainers. He went from the guy who put on one of the boringest heavyweight title fights in history when he won the titles from Vladimir Klitschko, where he just, he Muhammad Ali and jabbed his way to the heavyweight championship of the world to becoming this ferocious power puncher under Sugar Hill and becoming the man and becoming the guy to beat. Now, what are we going to see with Usyk? Are we going to get the ferocious Sugar Hill? Are we going to get the, the nimble guy we saw under Ben Davidson? What do what are we exactly going to get here with Tyson Fury? If we, I think we get a combination of both. 
If we get a combination of both, no one beats him. If he just worries about being a power puncher, I think Usyk takes care of him pretty, pretty easy. But it's all about that footwork. If he, if he is in shape, and that is a big if, just the way he moves is second and none. That's what makes him so great. No doubt about it. Stephen, there's a lot of talk about the Cruiserweight fight, one of the undercards, third fight at Fight of the Night. Uh, from down under, Jay Opatire, who's lost his IBF belt, and he'll face Ellis Zorro. But many people are saying Jay Opatire will be the real deal. He is the deal. <laughs> we call, used to call it Vander Holyfield here in the United States, the real deal. This is the best Cruiserweight I've ever, that's ever existed. And wow. that says, he's got, you've had Usyk, you've had Evander Holyfield. This kid is special. You look at him and he does everything perfect. Like, you can pick apart stuff with Usyk. You could have picked apart stuff with Holyfield. When you watch this kid, and I was watching him earlier today, I was watching some tape, and then I was watching the Grand Arrival. The Grand Arrival. There's nothing that he doesn't fear. He just he has no worries in the entire universe because he checks every box. He's got the power. He's got the boxing skill. He's got the charisma. He checks every box that you are looking for. And the IBF, I know we weren't going to go there, but we did. I think that was a travesty. That was that was a travesty. But it's just every party agreed that there would be a step aside here. Martin Breedis wasn't healthy to fight. He said, go ahead, take a fight. When you're getting life-changing money that's going to help your family and help your future, you take it. I don't care who you are. Any human being would do the same exact thing. And Jai Apatai made the best decision for him and his family. And for some reason, the IBF thought differently. And that doesn't take away, this kid is the best cruiserweight in the world. Wow. And it's not even close. And it's no offense to anyone out there. This kid is the deal. He, he will be a heavyweight champion of the world someday. He's that good. He's better than Usyk. He's better than Holyfield in this, in this weight division. He's going to put on a show on Saturday night. If that fight makes it out of the fourth round, I will be very surprised. Okay. The, the fight before it is one that uh, has a lot of interest in this part of the world uh, because Junior Farr, who's mm-hmm. got a very handy record but doesn't hasn't overly impressed with, you know, when it's stepping up to the big time. He's coached by Mike Angov out of the City Kickboxing Gym, of course, Israel Adesanya's gym. Uh, what do you think he does against Sanchez? And, and is, this a, is, this a title, is this a career-defining fight? If he loses it, he's done. Or is just boxing going to allow, you know, heavyweights to keep going around? This is a do-or-die. Because like you said, when he's gotten to the big-time fights, he hasn't delivered. And we're going to learn a lot here because Frank Sanchez is a legit top 10 heavyweight. He, he's another, he's big, he's bulky, but he can box. He, he's got power. He's got, he can finesse you. Not as good as Tyson Fury, but he's got enough there. Well, he's worked with Eddie Reynolds, so the, tr- the trainer of Canelo Alvarez. And he's learned a lot under that tutelage. And if he can be the top guy, you can make a case for Junior Fog getting into the top 10 because he beat a legit top 10 guy here. But that's the question. When the lights shine the brightest, how is Junior Fog going to react? That's been an issue in the past. He can wipe that away with a win here. Am I going to say he's going to win a world title? Let's see how he looks. Yeah. If he looks great, wins by knockout, okay, then, then maybe we got something here down the line, maybe in two, three, four years. 
We can talk. Be talking about Junior Khan in a heavyweight title fight. Yeah, I, we just got to see what happens. Love, it, it, is a, it is a really good fight, though. Good I, fight. I love how you're not convinced, but that, that's okay, mate. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, Stephen, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for uh, giving us your, giving us your time, man. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the disowned day of reckoning, and uh, we'll talk to you again sometime. And from all of us here, happy Christmas, mate. All right, you two guys, and don't forget that you said something about where to watch earlier. It's on the Zone Pay Per View everywhere around the world. The Zone Pay Per View makes you just go to the Zone.com, buy the pay per view early. It's selling and selling really well already, so make sure you guys order it. It should be a fantastic night of it. And as I say, just personally, in my own opinion, the greatest event we've ever seen in the history of boxing. Yeah, man. Look, just look at all these fights. You're not ah. going to get it anywhere else. It is stacked. Happy Christmas, mate. You, you guys have a Merry Christmas, too, and talk in 2024.